to the Golf Chat Show. We chat all things golf, from random topics to the latest news. If you need some golf chat, this podcast is designed for you. So if you're on the way to work, at the gym, on the course, on the range, hitting some putts, or just need your golf fix. Let's just play some golf. We're here to chat some golf. So get ready and relax. It's now time for the Golf Chat Show with your host, Gatch. Welcome to the Golf Chat Show, where guess what? We're chatting about some golf. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit different, something that I've we've thought about doing for a while, especially with Rod and Stuart, who's today's guest, who are kind of giving up their Sunday morning to come and uh, give their opinions on stuff. He's going to do a PGA, PGA Tour review, his golf is back this week on TV, but at the same time we're going to go over the charity matches and, and what lack of golf has been on tv of course for obvious reasons but obviously what the golf has been we're going to give a quick preview and our quick thoughts of that we've also got some stats and some betting a bit of a betting review as well something a little bit different i don't know if we'll keep doing these i don't know if these are going to be a regular occurrence i don't know if this is just going to be once every month or whatever but it's going to be something different that we do um and hopefully you'll find this a, a little bit of value if you're a gambling person if not you might find it a bit of value just to who to watch out for on the golf this week and for us to have our opinions. Um, we've got, I've got coming up loads of interviews coming up um, in terms of podcast-wise. got fitness ones, junior ones, uh, a couple of PGA Tour Pro, uh, tour, uh, PGA Pro guys. So all that's coming up, um, which is good. But this week, like I said, we're going to go over the form that's pretty much going to be a review of the TaylorMade Drive Relief charity match, and then the match itself with Tiger Woods, European Tour, the UK Swing, and we're going to go over um, the actual PGA review of the colonial this week, isn't it? All right. Um, Griff, I t- said in episode two, here's the man for stats. He has got some nice little stats of who you should be looking at, pick, or at least looking at at some nice odds and who you should be looking at if you play the PGA fantasy as well, I guess. Um, and there's going to be a quick discussion and how the PGA and golf as a whole during this period can get the viewership up because sort of, it can be quite boring. So how we can make it more fun. So um, thanks for coming on again, chaps. Much appreciated. No um, so getting straight into it. Um, I'm assuming you guys watched a bit. I watched a bit. I didn't watch it all because I found it really boring without swearing. Um, the Taylor May drive relief match with Roy McIlroy, Justin Johnson, Ricky Fowler and Matt Wolf. I think Roy won, I believe it was, from my head. Um, did you guys watch it at all? Did you got any opinions on it? or Because it was like the first event, was it, like, sort of advertised as golf is back on TV, and away we went. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll tune in. Did you watch it or not? Yes, crap. Next question. <laughs> no. I watched bits and bobs. Um, like I said, it wasn't, I can't say it was the most entertaining thing. There was... You kind of hope when uh, they're all mic'd up that you're going to hear a bit more banter, you know, a few more digs at each other, little things like that. But it didn't really pan out that way. Um, it, was, it was quite disappointing, to be honest. And, um, yeah, I don't think 
to be honest, a lot of the opinions I've heard of it haven't been great um, compared with the match, to be honest. So um, I think they need to sort of go back to the drawing board on things like that. Um, if they do plan on doing, keep on doing things like that in the future, or if it's gonna, they're going to try and make it a regular thing, um, then it may just be a one-off because of the situation we're in. But if they kind of, yeah, continue to do something like that, they definitely need to go back to the drawing board because I don't think many people will be tuning in again if that's if this is going to be a repeat or something like that. To be honest, well, I think it was per shot, wasn't it? Per shot, there was a break afterwards. It was just like, oh, really? Um, it wasn't it was slow, wasn't it? I love DJ's quickness to it. He just got over the ball, knitted it. Didn't he? Didn't really give two monkeys. I like oh. Matt Wolf's shoes. That was nice at one point when they focused on his, uh, you know, his shoes and his hippie shoes. But apart from that, that was about it, really. I don't think it was overly wonderful to watch. It was a bit it's like having Bill Murray on there and Donald Trump, and you're like, who cares? Just uh, it was much better on the match when they had people like Charles Barkley or Chuck and stuff <laughs> like that. It was just a few of the people that they had on the Rory stuff was, um, yeah. I don't know. Just yeah. a bit dull, to be honest. PGA Tour had a lot to do with that one, where the TNT had something different to the match. I think PGA Tour had something to do with the match, but nothing overly, so they sort of broke the barriers down in the match, but they didn't on this one. Did you watch the um, TaylorMade Drive Relief, Rui, or not? Yeah, I did watch a bit of that. Yeah, it was like uh, Rod said, it wasn't... Yeah. didn't really get the juice, juices flowing, did it? It was... Uh, I think whatever banter there was seemed to be a bit forced, and DJ's not got much banter as he's not a very colourful character. Um, I think Rory Rory tried his best, but he's not really a banter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that obviously the standard of golf was all right, all right. But like Rod said, I think from more from the match, I think you want to see uh, some proper digs, like the the uh, with Brady and Peyton Manning and and like the guys in the booth and. Tiger's always always good for a bit of banter. Obviously, Phil is as well. So I think that that was a lot better. It was a lot a better experiment than the other. I think you two summed it up perfectly. I watched bits, bits. I didn't watch it all. I didn't watch it shot for shot. I just watched bits, and then I caught up in the morning who won. Highlights. That was it. Moving on to the match. See, I watched this wall wall to wall. I didn't leave the laptop and the TV later on. I, I watched it. All three and a half hours of it. I didn't move off the TV sofa to what I was like, right, I'm glued. I was glued to it. Where, <laughs> yeah, all right, the standard were great because <laughs> they had obviously the amateurs in there. Um, it was a lot better all the way around. What's, what's your boys? Did you watch it all or did you watch bits or what was the, what was the take from you two? Um, I, I watched, uh, I didn't catch the front line, but when then um, I got. Started watching the back now and watched all of it. Then, and yeah, the standard of some of the amateurs, in particular Tom Brady, was um, <laughs> the shot he can. Um, but is there's something nice about being able to relate to something like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Yeah, especially if you're playing with Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. I mean, <laughs> okay, I know Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, they've been in some of the highest pressure situations you can imagine, but. You're really taking them out of their comfort zone, and yeah, they. I mean, I know I'd be absolutely bricking at playing with people like that. I'd be nervous on every shot, and yeah, there'd definitely be a few going very wayward, uh, for sure. 
and but yeah it was a lot more entertaining a lot more sort of digs at each other um i saw the commentators and stuff they picked for it were class um i think everyone can agree that when jt's golfing career is finished he's definitely got a career in oh he was he was excellent i thought natural as well chuck you never think he was a, a basketball player. Well, first of all, by his um, his appearance, <laughs> and, um, and definitely, it, well, it meant a lot of people who are interested in golf. You've seen Charles Barkley or Chuck swing a golf club, and it's probably one of the most horrible things you'll ever see in your life. Um, but, yeah, just all in all, I thought it was really good, really good, and it's. I think a lot of people would love to see a lot more stuff like that. Yeah, I see. I I love the speed of it. It was quick. Um, I love the idea of the boogies. Everybody had their own boogies, and off they went. I love the idea of actually talking to them. I like the idea of. I know Justin Thomas didn't do it too often. But going up to Phil Mixon with that chip on the front line, going, "What are you doing here?" Then, and he explained exactly what he's doing, and they did it. Um, I thought that was a fascinating fight. And then literally some of the. I know why you got that, Barkley. You know, going up, talking to Tiger Woods, and then Tiger Woods cut him off, and was like, my partner needs me more important than you, and all that. And that was quite funny. And of course, um, when Brady hold up, literally Charles Barkley was giving him stacks when he absolutely giving his dogs abuse down the microphone to him, going, "I want you. How many shots do you want? You didn't make a par on yeah. the front. <laughs> <laughs> I want you. How many shots do you want? And then he hold it out, and then he went suck on that. I mean, that was just. It's literally, as you say, relatable. It's just like what us, like us three and they, they and other would do with me if we're playing golf. That's exactly how it goes. What do you think, Rue? Yeah, I mean, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch it live because I, uh, I was struggling with. Uh, yeah, I was trying to find your links tonight. <laughs> yeah, li- living in Spain, I, um, I couldn't get it on. So Sky wasn't working or whatever. So I was trying to get links and every link was blocked and I was frustrated as hell. But um, yeah, so yeah, it was, it was good. I saw some highlights. I saw a lot of the things, obviously Nicholson's chip and uh, Justin Thomas was class, uh, as as you were saying. Uh, Charles Barkley needs to be um, involved in these going forward. Definitely, if they're going to do some more. The thing, the problem is, um, we don't want to do them too often because uh, they'll they'll lose their uh, novelty. But once or twice a year, I think would be would be really good. Pick and choose a few different courses, and maybe next time I think they're looking at. I hear they're maybe looking at basketball players, two basketball players, maybe Steph Curry and Michael Jordan. As I the love the fact it was raining and they carried on through it. You don't see them yeah. like Claudia, they Claudia, they actually go in as soon as it's a drop of rain, they're in. It actually took a rain and they played throughout that. That was good. It was yeah. once or twice a year, hold that thought for later when we go on about viewership, how to improve it. Okay. No doubt, but yeah, pretty much. Um, moving swiftly on, European Tour UK Swing has been was announced this week. This week, it was this week. I think it was. Um, yeah, this week. Yeah, yeah, it was announced this week. Um, starts on the twenty second, which is a Wednesday of July. Uh, you got the British Masters at the Close House. They have yeah. uh, English Open at the Forest of Arden, English Championship at Arbury Manor. I think it was at Arbury Manor. Then they've got back to back at Celtic Manor. So they've got the Celtic Classic and Welsh Open, or Wales Open, UK Championship at the Balfrey. And then uh, I think that brings a stick close. And then they've got some more events scheduled in. Um, 
good that obviously us being Midlands guys, that two events are in the Midlands, but there's no fans in at the moment. There's no fans, they're still behind closed doors, which you've been disappointing. But it's nice to sort of see him on those tracks again, isn't it? And I think we only get really, we get the Open and we get the Irish Open, we get the Welsh Open now and again, and then we've got the British Masters now and again, and we get Wentworth, and that's about it over here. Once upon a time, we had loads of stuff, didn't we? We had the British Open, the English Open, the English, yeah, all sorts of British. So we had all sorts. Um, and that'd be good to watch, regardless. And no, no fans. I think hopefully they can learn a thing or two because you've been taught quite forward thinking in my head, especially with what we've got marketing wise, and bring some of the stuff from that match into that. Hopefully, they're on about. I read yesterday, they're on about micing them up, the players. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Any thoughts mm-hmm. on that, guys, at all? Or it's just good um, to be golf back over, back on, isn't it? Yeah. Back over, I guess. It's going to be good. Open week. It's going to be great to see golf back. Um, well, the real sort of competitive golf back on the TV. Um, again, it's nice from our perspective because there's a couple of Midlands courses on there. It's nice to see some events going back there and courses that a lot of people will have played from around yeah. this area. And um, it's nice to see comparing probably how you would have played the hole to how the pros would have played it. Um, so it's kind of good to see holes that you recognise and things like that on TV and how the, a lot of the pros will just tear it to bits and we just we were struggling for a, like a quad. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> um, Speak but, for yourself, mate, with the L. <laughs> Come on, mate. Don't try to kid anyone. <laughs> but, yeah, it's good to see places, especially like the Forest and the Belfry courses I've played in particular. Um, be good to see some guys playing them. It's just a shame, really, that they're local to us and we're no fans are allowed that we can't go watch them because they're pretty much on our doorstep. Mm, exactly, yeah. But all in all, um, that's not a big issue. I said uh, it's just nice to see sort of competitive golf back. Well, what's the Forest of Arden is what six weeks away, something like that. I think it is from actually event in the hell there. Uh, and I know it's a bad time at the moment, and not everybody can afford it. And it's not something that I would easily cut out for. I think you can get on the Forest for like 40 50 quid at the moment. And let's be honest, six weeks out from a competition, they're going to be too far off that standard anyway of competition. Yeah. You know, probably grow the roof, obviously, or what have you. And the Brab, what's that? Probably. Two, two and a bit months away, um, and, you, and again, I'm not saying that everyone should or, or would be able to at the moment, um, but every, but that's like eighty quid to get on at the moment. So, want some value if you, anybody fancies. And by the way, it's not a plug. I don't get paid for them. By the way, before anybody says, but it's just um, I suppose you could do. You know, if you want to play a competition and of course play and if they if it remains at that price it might be good getting on the week after that might be pretty uh pretty decent to play i guess yeah. that's, um, that's that's cheap for the brab at this time of year as well yeah. so um, and especially like i said it's almost going to be close to the competition standard so um if you can get on i definitely definitely advise it i've never played it for my sins and i'm considering it like i said but you know what just do it once. You're going to do it once. Just do it. Uh, any thoughts, Rui? Yes, yeah, be good to see it all back. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be uh, 
not in the UK, but obviously there's no there's no people allowed into the events. But I think the interesting thing was uh, I would I think Rod brought it up yesterday in the WhatsApp group about um, not having any uh, spectators there and not having any grandstands as well. So that's going to be interesting to see how certain courses look. I mean, I've played both um, Forest Garden and uh, the Belfry. And obviously we play them and there's no grandstands there or whatever, but it'd be interesting to see the, the courses being played with no grandstands and no, you know, no uh, crowds there looking for people's balls when they go in the rough. And mm. They tend to have the rough, the rough quite, um, I wouldn't say deep at the Forest, but it's it makes you think there's certainly potential for a lost ball, which may make rounds a little bit slow. I know they're going to have marshals and stuff there, but obviously it's not like having crowds. And she can only have sort of maybe a couple of marshals up, up each side of the fairway. Um, but yeah, no, that'd be, be really good to see it all back. And obviously, you said back to back at Celtic Manor as well. Yeah, back to back. Which is going to be good. Uh, Rod, so you've played there, haven't you? Played there. A couple of times. Um, and so, the, yeah. um, so, same with the Belfry and the Celtic, both very good courses. I definitely wouldn't rank them in the best courses I've played. No, but, but you won't want to play them off the back tees. That's for sure. Like you said, it's you. The courses you want to say that you've played, you yeah. definitely have to play them at least once. And Celtic Manor is in great condition. The couple of times I've played it, um, yeah. like I said, it's just nice to see the pros playing courses that you've played, holes that you recognise, things that you can almost try and relate to at times. Yeah, no, I agree. It should be good. Look forward to it. It's like like Gareth said earlier. It's like the old days. They used to have a lot of the UK tournaments. Yeah, uh, he played like um, Morton Heath and Fulford and Benson Hedges. Yeah, he used to go quite a bit to um, Forest of Arden and saw the Ryder Cup at the Belfry in '02 and what have you. Yeah, so it's it's good. It's good to see it all back. Just uh, see how it goes, and hopefully they can bring back the fans. Sort of maybe after that, those six tournaments, maybe maybe later in the year. So that'll be good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on to the next one is PGA preview. Or did the PGA talk back this week with um, Charles Schwab Challenge, a colonial? Um, I think off the top of my head, did he grow up around there? Grew up, well, I lived in Fort Worry for a year. Um, I, th- I can't remember. I think my dad said we went to the course once or twice. Uh, I can't really remember it. Um, but yeah, just know like this time of year, it's going to be ridiculously hot there. <laughs> <laughs> warm in Texas. So that's why you kind of have to factor maybe some of the European guys or ones that don't live stateside. The heat could potentially be a factor in there. If they, if you expect them to put a challenge, <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly that. Um, I think, off the top of my head, I think there's quite a few big boys playing up there as well, isn't there? I, I don't know overly too much about the Colonial. I know it's obviously from the TW games. <laughs> it was always on there, isn't it? It's always a firm favourite on there. Yeah. Um, I know you've got Macro at the moment. This is subject to change. And McRoy, Ram, Thomas, Dimson, Deshumber, Kaka. DJ Reed Fowler. There's quite a few guys there this week. Spieth, Rose, Woodland, Fitzpatrick, Kevin Nahr, Garcia, Larry. I'm just going through a list very quickly. Day. So 
they'd be back playing with a decent track, decent track, but also a decent field, which is good because sometimes they don't always have decent fields. But um, our preview is we're going to try and pick some tipples and tips that we're going to recommend who could win. Um, that can be related to betting, or it could be just related to just watching out and just try catering for both for people that will be looking. Now and again, I like a bet, but these two love a bet as well. Probably more than me. Griff, I said Rod, at, I think it's episode two, he is a stat man. He knows everything there is to know about when it comes to stat. And if he's looking to have a bet on something, he'll give you the reason why. He knows why some of his shoelaces are untied. You know, he's one of those type of guys. He knows everything about everything. He's a bearded stat man, I call him. So I know you've got some picks which he shared to us. Do you want to go through them, mate, and reason is why? Out of curiosity yeah. more than anything else? I'll keep it keep it short. I don't want to sort of overwhelm you or bore you with stats because I could go on, you know, till the cows come home. But um, I've got five guys I've picked out. Um, like I said, if you got if you like a bet, then maybe have a couple of quid each way on some of them. If not, then or if you uh, pay, play the PGA Tour fantasy, I know lots of people do that. Don't yeah. they? I know I don't do it, but um, something I'll probably look at next year. I think there's a thing called DraftKings a lot of them play, and you pick a lineup. Yeah. you might want to put these guys in it. Um, it's up to you, really, but um, I'll go through in sort of odds order. Um, but I'll sort of start things off with my first bet, is this kind of a South Korean wonder kid, um, Sung Jae Im. Um, so his odds, he's 33 to 1 with William Hill, or if you want a boot, they pay in top eight. If you want a few more places, Paddy Power and Skybet, but only 28 to 1. Um, this kid, he won the Honda Classic, which is renowned for being a very tough track. Um, he's number one in the FedEx Cup. Um, he's also out of 14 events this year, he's got four top 10s, he's got a win, he's only missed one cut, got eight top 25s. And all in all, this guy is just an absolute baller, really. He he, he pretty much tees it, tees it up week in, week out. Um, so fatigue doesn't really seem to be a thing that he you suffers thinking, from. You think in each way with him? If he's a... Yeah, yeah, I recommend each way. I wouldn't, to be honest, unless golf betting, I'd re- rarely, rarely recommend just betting him sort of straight without the each way side of it cool. so he's my first tip uh, second one could be slightly controversial for some people is Spieth but he's a local boy here played this course literally he's probably lost count of how many times he's played this course um, last six times he's played the year he's got four top tens so he loves this place um, the only issue with Spieth that uh, we were talking earlier, and I said his, his putting he struggled with for a little bit, but he's back because he was second on tour last year in putting. His issue is his long game, in particular off the tee. And that's where, going back to a point Rui said earlier, we're without fans and stuff this week in grandstands. You know, in America, they don't tend to shout for a lot of people are smashing drivers into the crowd and open for a bounce off someone's head or something. And, um, it could be interesting to see if he can keep it on the planet with the driver. It's not the longest course, so he might not need to take driver out that much. But I think just with his odds, 45 to 1 with William Hill top 8 or 40 to 1 with 
Paddy Power or Skybet for a few more places. So I know I've personally had a bet on him because um, his record here speaks for himself and he hoped during lockdown now it's all just clicked for him. Um, third tip is the defending champion, Kevin Na. He's walking putman. A walking putman. Rui. Yes, Rui. Mate. You introduced yes. me to that one years ago, kid. Yes, Next year is a big fan of Kevin Na. Um, yeah, walking putman. So Barry is he is a great putter, Kevin Na. And um, this this really is. I said I looked at some of the stats of the people that have won here last year. Length is not a big factor. You've got people like Kevin Na, David Toms, Kisner. Spieth, um, Boo Weekly, I think, one another one of Stewie's mates. And the only sort of people that taking my head is one that stands out as one of the longer hitters, but he's just an absolute flush of roses, really. Um, so length, when you're thinking about who you're betting here, is not a massive factor here. Um, keeping it in play is much more of a priority. So Kevin Knight, yeah, he's Defending champion with fourth the year before, eleventh in the FedEx Cup. He's already won this year. Good form, so speaks for itself. He's fifty to one with Skybet. Um, my next one is another local guy, Ryan Palmer. He's a member at Colonial. Um, he's also got four top tens in his last eight starts here. Another one who's in good form this year. He's had a few top tens this year. Um, Again, another one who will be able to handle the heat because he's a local boy in Texas. Um, so he's 70 to 1 with Skybet. And my final pick is Kevin Kisner, another pass winner here. He's had actually quite a quiet season. He's not really done much. He's 70 to 1 with Skybet, um, or 66 to 1 with Paddy Power for another place. Um, he's only had one top 10 this year, but he's a guy who's just got a really solid game all round. Not the longest of hitters, but you don't need to be. And yeah, he's just, I just don't think he's got any real weaknesses to him. He's a little bit of like a bulldog. His he just um, <laughs> sort of grinds stuff out of his round, and he's, yeah, no, nothing in his game spectacular, but everything is pretty solid. Was it, uh, was it Fred was saying on his podcast that we did a couple of weeks ago that was released a couple of weeks ago? Fred was saying that he can, they reckon he can hit it. Shop shaping wise, he's a master. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. consistent. Consistent. So they're my top fives. There was one that re- I haven't tipped him, but you never thought you'd see him at this price. But Mickelson is 125 to 1. Oh, a little grey one, little, little out there one. So he's, he's he's 50 years old this year, but he's won twice here. I know you that I said you kind of got to keep it on the planet on this track, which is not Nicholson's specialty. Um, but I just thought might be one to keep an eye on. 125 to one is just a a massive price, really. Um, and and he's one of the few that's actually played kind of semi-competitive golf during lockdown. Yeah. So some of the guys might be quite rusty when he's played in the match and uh, add a bit of competition there. So who knows, might be one to just keep an eye on or maybe chuck a quid each way or something. Like that. Well, the thing is with Mickelson, if there's one guy that you're thinking about that can hit it off the planet, who will find all the fixed stuff, but will still make a birdie, it's probably him, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> there's one guy who still can score. Um, well, I know he's an escape artist and um, 
uh, a hell of a short game still. So, yeah, 125 to 1, that price really stood out for me. So, yeah, why not? Quit each way. Rui, any bets or suppose in another way, what are your fancy this week or just guys you're thinking that might win? I'm not having a bet this week. Uh, I want a money saving exercise, but I'll, I've got a couple that I'd like. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I looked at it and without going too mad, I like I like betting on outsiders. Uh, but the three that stood out for me, Rod's already picked two of them, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. Speed he said eight events there will miss cut, two top tens. Uh, and Nah, I love Kevin Nah. I think he's a great player. Character as well, which the game needs desperately. Um, last year's winner, obviously, loves the course. Um one win, three missed cuts, two top tens. And the other one, uh, quickly, would be Justin Thomas. Uh, he loves tight courses. Um, he's long, so he can just he can hit irons down there, woods, whatever. Uh, the key thing for me is he's never played Colonial. He's never played there. But he's played four, he had four top, he's had four top tens in Mexico at WGC, which is a similarly tight course. And I just think he can go to Colonial and play his natural game. Um, and I think that's where he's best, just playing just playing off the cuff. He's that type of golfer. Um, I think he'd be, uh, he'd be a lot shorter price than speed than that. Yeah, but but with, with four or five of the top boys there, I think he might get um, uh, a bit of a price. I think maybe 14s or 16s in places, something like that. But obviously, you're going to have Rory favourite, Ram second favourite, I'd imagine, and DJ. Um, so Thomas will probably be fourth or fifth, top five uh, in the betting. But yeah, I think I think he might go well. Um, and that's it, really. It's, it's a very difficult one to start. So like Rod said, you don't have to be too long. I think it's a past 70. Um, I think you've got to putt well around there, for sure. I think you have a standard from most PGA Tour events, whoever puts the best will win. Uh, but I think you've got to try and be in the top. In the last four or five winners there, at least, have been in the top 17 in the putting stats. So there's another little stat for you. Like so, it, Ron. Like yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, so you need yeah, to be a decent putter, which, which does rule a few players out. That'd be weekly. Too fair. If you're looking, I mean, I'd never discourage anyone from getting JT. He is, he is another one who's, I just don't think he's got any weaknesses in his game. And if you if you fancy one of the sort of top five or six in the betting, yeah. he'd, he'd definitely be one of my picks. But there is one yeah. pick who's probably a bit shorter odds as well. I haven't included him because he's shorter odds. But a guy whose game just fits this place is um, Webb Simpson. And Literally, he's just straight off the tee. He's actually, yeah. since since they banned the sort of belly putter, he's found a way to putt really effectively now. And he just he doesn't really miss many greens or fairways. And um, I think he's definitely one to keep an eye on this week as well. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> yeah, I've got speed down as back of my head because he's local. I just promise because I think he's an underrated golfer personally. Um, he's an absolute country for a little kid. Well, a little kid. He's not little, is he? But you know what I mean. Um, I've got Rory. And I know he's favourite. And I know he's short at odds if you're going to bet him. Or For me, world number one, 
on the Ultimate Golfers chat on last week's episode, Rui, we said if you're going to pick somebody who's nice and straight and long, who's got everything that you possibly want out of a driver, it's him, who's current player on tour. He smashes it a mile. He's going to be straight, reasonably straight. And if that putter flat stick's working, one the yeah. one, let's not bother. Next, next, we're going to go straight to next week, personally. Uh, so I've got him, I've got DJ, and I've also fought Ram. I know they're all favourites. I know what. I'm not one to look on the outside. <laughs> What's the shaking his head for, Rod? Hit me up with that. Why? Why not them guys? Absolutely no thought gone into that. I'm just disappointed. What do you mean no thought gone into that? <laughs> Roy McIlroy was a good point. Probably start. DJ's reason straight with his driver. His little baby cut now. I thought I'd rubbed off on you a little bit, but clearly not. Oh, why? <laughs> Tell me why I'm wrong. Just, mate, you're just wrong. Mate, you're just wrong without having an argument. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, can't, I can't argue that, man. Rory, world number one. Like I said, amazing driver of the golf ball. If yeah. he, if he's even half on with the flat stick, he contends every week in, week out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's wrong with that? DJ, I'm not so sure about. He hasn't been in the best of form recently. Um, had a break. I'm not sure. He's had a break, so who knows? Ram again. He's just Ram is just solid, like a ha- great driver of the ball again. Great short game. Great iron player. Great putter. He's again a guy who hasn't got any weaknesses. So I'd um, if you if you are one who likes betting people at the top of the field and um, then. Yeah, be my guest. I wouldn't discourage you betting those guys. But um, if you want to feel sort of a bigger price each way picks, then... Why was I wrong, then? You've just got a really good driver, a really good iron player, a really good flat stick. No, no, like I said, <laughs> I, think, I, really I, think think I think it's the fact that Rod's put in a lot of effort to get the five <laughs> games that aren't, that aren't the favourites, giving you some stats. You've winged it and you've had no preparation. I'm just as winged it. That was 15 minutes of looking, mate. I don't need, I have told you, speed. I'm not, I'm not speed beats years. perfection sometimes. I've told you this. Speed beats perfection. You don't need to be a perfectionist at everything. I'll, I'll go with God. You go stats. We've, talked, we've discussed this when we have our weekly picks on the golf and our group betting. You pick your stats. You're a stat man. I appreciate that. I'm more. Yeah. What's that gut say? You know that advert, the old advert, the labyrinth tours, and that guy, the horse goes. Yeah, I was just about to say. That's me. That's me. All right. I was like, yeah, I fancy that one. No idea what it's about. Yeah. No idea if he's got four legs. No idea if he's got two legs. You know. (laughs) Yeah. I'll look at. I'll look at. You know, United away go. We're winning this today. I'll put a cheeky tenner on. It will come through. Other days it won't. There's no stat. There's no reason or rhyme to it. It's just that's how how I work, right? I don't need to. I can't sit there with ninety-seven apps like you do and just go. For it. It's okay. You can't be good at everything. It's fine, mate. I'm a host. <laughs> We've got time. We've got to prep for this. Do this. Do that. You're a stat man. That's why you're on it. I'm a host. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Don't worry. I just, just the way you went, disagree. You got no. You've done no prep, and then you've not disagreed <laughs> with a single one of them. <laughs> I have. Deeply, I don't. Right. On this record now, if he finishes top ten. Or gets anywhere close. Top ten, mate. He's like wins. What is he? Top three in the world. If <laughs> or, or if he wins this week, DJ. I'm expecting. Imagine if, if he wins. Him, there's no way you're betting him each way at that price. So you should be tipping him to win. So 
If he people, doesn't, some people might only look for a few quid and just do it for fun, Griff. They don't have to win money. They might just want to bet twenty-five p each way. That's it. Well, they need to take a good hard look at themselves. There's a lot of people down the golf <laughs> could do that. Mate. They just bet fifty p each way on like seven to one. You know, I'm like, all right, that's, that tickles your fancy. Fair enough. <laughs> we can't. We've got to see. This is the problem you see, Griff. You're a star man. I'm the host, and look, see, I'm I'm catering for all audiences and all different people. And you're saying, if you're not winning money, I'm going to beat you. Yeah. Take, so. take the Vanders approach. Bag of sand each way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I don't that at all. <laughs> right. Anyway, so he's proud. I mean, mm. I've just been called a winger. Winger. He's no dear Griff. Is that winging it, mate? Is that winging it? Is that winging it? I told you, I might just do that and just lob it. There you go. Drop <laughs> I'm the shopping list. <laughs> Shop. no, I'm sure. Fun. I'm sure I saw butter and pizzas on that <laughs> list. Uh. <laughs> no, mate, I'm on a no carb at the moment. No carb, mate. No carb and ten thousand steps. Anyway, moving on. Um, viewership. I know we haven't got too much longer. Probably spent about five ten on this. With me now, me and Rod outing each other verbally. Um, viewership. Viewership of the PGA Tour. I'm hoping they've learned something from the match. You said hopefully they do that two or three times a year. And I'm trying to think, if you watch golf, it can be boring. If they brought in the mics on a more regular basis, I think that's going to be compulsory now. I think if they look well, compulsory, but you want to hear more stuff go on. Mm-hmm. If they mic up half the field and not half, do something different. I think the different commentators that are not golfers helped. Yeah. Um, I think that just gives you sort of an amateur's look, like I got from our look, and this is what we're thinking he's saying, which makes it fun, I think. Um, and going back to what you were saying, Rui, earlier in the podcast, when you said maybe they do it once or twice a year. Do you remember, yeah. like, when I first started getting into golf and watching golf, they had like this golf world shell. Challenge or something, yeah, and they'd have Nicholson versus Jack Nicholson versus fucking Tom Watson or somebody, wouldn't they? Freddie Cook. Why don't you do something like that? But as the match did, maybe three or four times a year, just break it up a bit. Just break it up a bit. Have like celebs, you know, um, LPGA tour players. um, You know, wouldn't go and miss with it. I don't think you can mix comps. Also, I think all sorts like that. I think that would help. All mic'd up. You need to get the swearing like you got in the match, obviously. If you did that, but I think something like that would make it a little bit more interesting. I know Paddy Power did a shootout, didn't they, on Twitter on Friday? So, what happened within less than three or four days, from my understanding? Peter yeah. Crouch, all that, Pierce Morgan. So, I think stuff like that needs to happen more, but more regulated by the PGA Tour. Don't know what you guys think. Yeah, uh, I. I definitely agree. They definitely need to do it more often because I think it, it definitely would attract new fans to it. And I think the big thing that with the match that helped as well, you might have some massive NFL fans who have no interest in golf whatsoever. But if they think, oh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning's playing, they're playing golf, I'll watch them because I'm a massive New England Patriots fan or a massive Indianapolis Colts fan or whatever, something like that. Or um, so. That kind of thing would attract a lot more bigger audiences to golf and newer people. Um, so I definitely agree with that. I think um, the commentary, I think people don't appreciate how much commentary brings to golf. If you ever try and watch golf on me, it can be quite dull. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and uh, and there is an art to being a great commentator. I mean, there's a few out there. I mean, I particularly love people like you and Murray. I think Doherty is absolutely brilliant. Um, people like um, Faldo is pretty good as well. Um, people like that. And but having, like you said, Getch, um commentators who aren't ex-golfers or have actually anything to do with golf in their career would be quite good to have as well. Like like Chuck, I know he's a keen golfer, but he's well, yeah, you'll like I said, you see a swing, there's no way he's ever been anywhere near the top of the game. Um well, that's but, why I think golf's unique because he could have that type of thing. Where football you couldn't, as an example, you couldn't have somebody off a Sunday league side go and give ten minutes of explanation why he thinks Man City are gonna beat Liverpool today, as an example. Yeah. If it's slightly relatable when it comes to golf, it's a little bit different. But that's why it's well, for me, the greatest game there is because anyone could play. I could go out and play against Tiger Woods and still play with my handicap, potentially compete with him with my handicap. And that's why you can't do that. And I said potentially, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I was shaking my head and then everybody didn't see that. I was like, what? potentially. But, <laughs> but that's why you can do that in any other sport. Well, not that I can. There might be some other sports where you can do something like that. But you're talking your football, your basketball, your whatever, a snooker uh, and stuff like that. You just, it's just a sport that. So I think a lot of people would like to watch some of the pros as well playing with people from other sports. Like you said, they might include people from basketball. Um, I know Steph Curry is actually an extremely good golfer and he's played in a few pro events, I think. Yeah. Um, so, but in terms of getting the viewer figures up, yeah, I think uh, stuff like that, like you said, bring back things like the Shell's wonderful world of golf. It's just, I think the only struggle is um, just fitting into player schedules because the amount of money that's on the line now in these big events um, and the schedules are so demanding with how much more they travel the world. That's going to be the only issue, I think, for me. We jig it up. Time for change. We jig it up, I think. I think we should all learn. I think you should yeah. have swings and then, like uh, PJ told, you a lot of swings and then a Middle East swing in, in um, European tour. So maybe they just don't have as Do we really need 51 events a year? <laughs> yeah, do we? I mean, we're well, trying to get global reach, but. At the same time, maybe. Rui, any thoughts? Yeah, obviously, I think that you should definitely do it uh, at least a couple of times a year. Yeah, I think I think being mic'd up going forward, I think they should maybe maybe start with um, now they have like featured groups on PJ Tour events. Mm-hmm. You get a red button, then you get a featured, yeah, yeah, featured yeah. group that's maybe on uh, two or three hours before the main coverage starts. Maybe mic up the featured groups, see how it goes. Um, yeah. Obviously, they've got to be careful with swearing and stuff because a lot of the golfers I know, uh, they can't give their true feelings when they're mic'd up. And that might take a bit of getting used to for the top boys. Uh, but I think generally that that would be that would make the viewership figures. OT wouldn't stop me. <laughs> I think that'd be, <laughs> I think that'd be much, much better. <laughs> wouldn't stop me because of the swearing on their golf balls. No, that's the thing. I think a lot of them do it, obviously. People like you, Ram would be very interesting. I think Ram would be brilliant. Mic'd up. 
because uh, he's very he, he says what he thinks of his players like I know he's mainly European tour player but, but Tyrrell Hatton and people like that I think they'll be they'll be very good you'd have to be very careful what they say but going back to what Rod said about the commentators I think that's massive because um, when you've got a boring commentator on it's very much like oh man here we go you know, so-and-so when they used to do the open or whatever and they'll say right so-and-so's in for three hours now and then so-and-so comes in and it's and it, you normally you've got one decent commentator and one rubbish when you've got two there's double dishwater it tends to do, do your editing but obviously David Fairty's been been good over the years really really good uh, good mates with a lot of the top boys yeah so obviously you've got the on-course commentators as well obviously like Fairty and, and Gary McCord um, and that they need to come into the mix a little bit more and obviously you've got the, the, the Sky Sports commentators so you've got I know a lot of people don't like Monty and people like that but I don't mind Monty from time to time obviously Butch needs to get he's getting on it I think he's 70 plus now Butch I think everyone loves Butch Harmon um, and like you said you uh, and Murray's decent and um, Doherty's Doherty's pretty good as well but get get them on the course with the featured groups and like with the shells one of of golf they used to literally they let the, uh, the, the fans literally right the way around the, the green so literally a yard off the green like when Tiger won the Tour Championship was it last year and they were all they all rushed up the fairway that type of thing that's what shells obviously it wasn't the, the crowds then but they'd be right close to them and then you can have them interviewing the, the players after every hole a bit like they did on the match you know talking to them get chucking on course commentator on there like even if an, an ex-player or a player that's still playing like yeah Justin Thomas, like you said, he did a good job, but he's, he's good mates with both of them anyway. Um, Nick Doherty does a good job of that on the European tour. So they could do a European tour version as well, which would be quite good. Um, don't, know, don't know who they who they could do, but it obviously it wouldn't be as good as Tiger and Phil. You're not going to draw in that sort of audience, but if you're talking about trash talking and stuff like that, you could have a Tilra Hatton and a John Rahm, that would be quite good. Um, but yeah, I think with the schedules, I think because Tiger's not going to play more than 20 events in a year. I don't think, what's Phil, 50 this year, do you say, Rod? Uh, I don't think yeah. he's going to be playing more than 20 or 25, and I think there's plenty of, plenty of time for them to sneak 18 holes in once every once every three months with the cameras. Uh, and like you said, then you can go basketball, um, different sports, bring different players in from American football. Uh, maybe they could do like a they could poll maybe five or six players put a poll up and then fans could vote on who they want to see. Um, and there's loads of avenues they could go down, um, but I think generally that that's going to help with the viewership because people, like I say, I know a lot of people that play golf and they enjoy playing golf. But there's a lot of people that don't watch golf, mm. even that are really mad playing golf. They just they just never watch golf for whatever reason um, and I think mic'd up being mic'd up is the best thing they could do just purely because it gives you that insight uh, into into what the players are thinking um, at the time yeah I agree with that yeah that's, that's the thing is it? that's what I mean by viewership you nailed it there's a lot of guys that you watch the PGA Tour this week no no, they just don't want. They just don't watch <laughs> they it. Just they, just, won they could. They couldn't tell you. No, they couldn't tell you the top ten. They couldn't tell you anything. They just. They'll play golf three times a week, and they just don't. Don't watch golf. So there's got to be a way, and I think there's got to be a way of drawing, drawing that bigger audience in. I think players being mic'd up uh, is, is definitely a good way. Yeah, 
Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. They've got to have the comment, like Rod said as well, the commentators in the booth and the commentators on the course are key. Got to have ones that the players get on with and they will open up to them. Like David Fairty, he knows all the players. He can tell you a million stories about the players. He gets on with them all and they'll open up to him. Uh, and like you said, I've got like Faldo in the booth as well. I think he's he's got his... Um, people say he's a bit boring, but I think he's got the ability to say so something. So much technical knowledge, isn't he? Yeah, but also he, 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 does, he does say stuff. He does say some funny stuff from time to time. Mm. So he I can be quite funny. He's got quite a dry sense of humour, hasn't he, Faldo? And I think uh, he has. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta realise when he's actually being humorous, as opposed yeah. to just kind of serious. But I agree. I think with the fact that stuff like that would really attract the viewers. Like I said, you need commentators with not just commentate on the golf, but the commentators need to have a good bit of banter as well. That's why it's great when you have Doherty and Wayne Riley and yeah. Um, People like um, Foxy and people like that, they all have a little pop at each other from time to time, which is yeah. good to see and good to hear. And um, like I said, it'd be good to do a good European version. So, you know, a lot of footballers play golf. So, if you had some of the top guys in Europe, so maybe Rose or Rory or Fleetwood, um, but like for instance, Rory being a big um, United fan, you could have Rory playing with like Wayne Rooney or something like that. Yeah, uh, and you could do maybe I don't know someone yeah. playing with Gareth Bale, couldn't you as well? Because Bale's a big golfer. Bale, or you could have like I know um, Harry Kane. Yeah, Harry Kane. Or, and, there's loads. Jamie Redknapp's a keen golfer, and Stewie's Stewie's good mate. Um, Ray Parler, he's a good golfer. Who? Um, Ray Parler. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you who else is a good golfer and he'd be good banter. Um, oh, God. Yeah, I like Jimmy Bullard, 100%. He's he does those. He does I'm not all for you. He's quite funny. Matt Letitia, I don't think he's quite funny. And he plays a lot of golf and he's pretty decent. He's a, he's a good golfer. Yeah, do, you know cool. where his, do you know where his home golf course is? No. Stoneham, Southampton. There we go. Down the M3. Job, job's a good one. So, yeah, it's a really, really, really good course. Yeah, we played it um, when we were members at Stratford there. We actually saw him on the tip. He was on his own playing. <laughs> uh, what was you going to say, uh, Rod? So you think, um, like I said, with the, with the match, a lot of people who are big NFL fans but not golf fans might watch the match because of Tom Brady and Blake Manning and things like that. So the same would apply with the European Tour. You've got people who are football fans or something, whether they're United, Liverpool, City, Everton, whatever you are. If you've got some of those guys playing, then they may have no interest in golf whatsoever, but they might tune in to watch, like you said, Harry Kane, Wayne Rooney, yeah. whoever, Gareth Bale, anyone like that, to watch them play with some of the pros. Yeah, definitely. So they're good ideas. Yeah, I agree. And something needs to be done. Something needs to be done. I think that'll probably start of things and then you can just snowball effect it. Uh, I'm looking at my notes, I've just ripped up. I think that's pretty much um, me done in terms of bits and bobs I wanted to talk about. Is there anything else from you guys? No, I've tried to keep it in within, uh, you know, didn't want to make it too long, which I think we've done, which is decent enough. Um, a quick one for me is thank you to everybody who listened so far. That's 
literally just mean the world. I think we're creeping inside that top 100, top amount of time of UK golf podcast, which is nice through iTunes. Um, meaning that I'll carry on doing this because obviously people are listening, uh, which is always good. Um, we've got some other guests coming up shortly, and I do know that us three are probably going to be talking about membership, membership renewals, and I guess commentary, comment, best commentators and worst commentators. I think that's probably one we're going to have to talk about at one point. I think that's got to be one. I think because um, yeah. I think opinions and stuff. Um, so that'd be a different one to do. Um, so yeah, that's it for me. Really, I'd say thanks everybody again for listening. If you could like and subscribe to it, that'd be brilliant. I'm on. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Anchor, we're on everywhere, everywhere I can think of. These videos, I, I'm slow at uploading onto YouTube, but I'll start doing that more regularly on a regular basis. Um, so yeah, thanks for everybody for listening. That's been fantastic so far. And more importantly, these two chaps who keep coming on and giving me an hour of their time or so, just to come on and give me an opinion on bits and bobs. Um, highly appreciate it, guys. So thanks for coming on again. No, no worries. Problem, no problem. Um, so everybody, that's this has been the golf chat show um, where we've chatted about some golf, and we even like well, me and Rod got into a verbal battle about being unprepared and so on and so forth. So that's we've chatted about that. Um, this has been this one is this was recorded on a Sunday. This will be up shortly, um, so we'll get this one out for you guys. And again, any feedback on any tips, we'll come back to this episode and go, how wrong were we? All right. We're right, but how wrong will we get anywhere near? So we'll come back to it. Um, we'll probably do something like this probably once a month, I think. Um, we don't want to do it every week, I guess, but we'll just see for the first one how we get on, and we'll probably share it, updated results at the beginning of the next podcast. So if it's something totally different, I'll probably just put how we got on at the beginning of the first two or three minutes, and we'll go from there. So uh, thanks for listening, guys, and thanks again, you two. Much appreciated. No worries. Bye.